Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Scott Soshnick. And I'm Evan Novi williams and this is the Luck of the Blackhawks sports business podcast, The Sportacast. Now, Mr. Novi williams you know the Soshnick household is a hockey household. Oh, I do. And I, I believe, you know, people ask me all the time, so is your son a Ranger fan? Well, no, he plays for the Junior Rangers just because he has had or has, he plays for the Junior Rangers. I myself, uh, this is going to be obvious, grew up on Long Island. I was nine years old in 1979-80. So you can figure out which team caught my attention if I have to go through Bossy, Potvin, Trottier, Janssen, Smith. You know, we can do all that. I can do the numbers as well if you want. That's the team I grew up. So I grew up an Islander fan. And they say, well, who's your son root for? And I say, the Chicago Blackhawks. Why? I'm like, well, I think he really liked Patrick Kane when he was you know, starting to get into it and, and Jonathan Taze. And he was a big Corey Crawford uh, fan at the start there until that started to go a little south. And then I won't say some of the things he said about Corey Crawford. I said, hey, hey, buddy, temper that. Uh, but I called him the other night. He was busy doing something. And I said, guess, oh, he was on the ice. And I said, guess who won? The, the NHL lottery. And he, I think he gave two guesses. He was like, Ottawa, because I was talking about, wouldn't it be cool if Ottawa wins it because of the sale? you know? And finally, his third guess, he goes, no. I said, the Blackhawks, buddy. The Blackhawks are back. He was so pumped. He put on his Blackhawks gear. He's ready to go. Thankfully, he's not old enough to call and order season tickets and, 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 you know, and fly. But he's the only one. <laughs> Yeah, lot, I would say lots of other people sure are, and that's what happened. I want to give you the quote. Can we start with the quote because it was so great? I texted Jamie Faulkner, the team's head of business operations. How about this quote from Jamie? And this was like just maybe a, an hour or so after the lottery. We haven't stopped smiling, and the phones haven't stopped ringing. <laughs> that was a day plus ago. It still hasn't stopped. That's how good the anticipation is for Connor Bedard. Part of this is is what happens whenever you get the number one pick, but this is just in hyperdrive because of how hyped, how talented everyone seems to say he is. It, it's not an exaggeration to say that franchise multi-year uh, rebuilding changes instantaneously, right? The Blackhawks were, were not a good team last year. It's the reason why they, they had the number three odds to, to, to land the number one overall pick. And, and, some- and they were losing their identity. Patrick Kane was traded away. Jonathan Taze is done with the franchise. 100%. And, and now everything shifts instantaneously, right? They, they can potentially be, who knows, we'll see, maybe competitive as soon as next year. 
uh, all of the, and we're going to have, I think, the same conversation in a week with with whatever NBA team wins the lottery next week to grab Victor. Um, but you you see it in the numbers you just said about season ticket. You see it in the in the sports betting odds. There's so much that changes instantaneously when the Blackhawks, who had I think 11.5 percent chance to get the number one overall pick heading into the lottery when they end up with the number one overall pick. And, and there's a few other things we should talk about, Scott. Karmically, I'll be honest, part of this uh, makes me a little sad given um, the, the, the very public uh, and, and, and ugly incident and, 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 the, and the covering up of some sexual abuse within the uh, Blackhawks organization that, that came out with, with Kyle Beach over the past couple of years. And then by the flip side of that, uh, is, is there a better team really that, that was at least that bad last year that the NHL could pick from a, from a business development standpoint than the Blackhawks, one of the original six teams, one of the most famous brands in the NHL, uh, for, for, for this generational talent to be going there, I feel like business wise is a huge win for the league as well. Not even close. If you were going to handpick where from a league perspective, from a business perspective, where would you want this generational talent to go? The original six franchise, certainly in transition, needs a new identity, sort of floundering in, in sort of its place in the league. Um, this, is, this is what you would pick, which is why, of course, right away, I believe trending was just like when David Stern picked the Knicks envelope, you know, it was the frozen envelope. Rigged. That was <laughs> that was the big conspiracy theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was bent. It was this. It was that. Um, that that happened. Like rigged began trending on Twitter. It was Bedard and rigged, right? So I get it because this is the perfect place uh, for the league perspective. And now I think the only thing you can do is convince one Denny Servard, you know, one end Dennis, to come out of retirement at age sixty-two out of Gatineau, Canada, and give me one shift with Connor Bedard, where Denny gives me a spinorama backhand goal, skates off the ice. Thank you very much, and welcome to the future. That uh, exactly. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Waving around. Right that, that, that's what. That's how the Blackhawks need to usher in the Connor Bedard era. And I, I tell you, the kids, it's not like college basketball, by the way, where Carmelo Anthony goes to Syracuse for a year, wins a national championship, plays on TV all the time, and becomes a household name. He's a ready-made star. That's one reason why the NBA loves at least the one and done that one extra year, because it's free marketing, right? Players become stars in college. Then they come to the NBA ready-made, household names. That doesn't happen in junior hockey, but perhaps you saw the world championship and, you know, Connor Bedard went crazy in that tournament, setting records for scoring and points and whatever. And my son, who you know, watches some of it, again, he's into hockey, but he and all his teammates are running around the house going, oh yeah, you, you got to do the drills. You got to be Connor Bedard, Connor Bedard, get those forearms healthy. So you're Connor Bedard. I mean, they were talking about this kid well before the draft. And now that he's in Chicago, my kid's going bonkers. Can't wait to watch it. I've had some friends ask me how sure thing is, is Connor Bedard. And for hockey fans, I don't think I'm exaggerating here. The only people equally hyped or even close, I think in the NHL in the past Connor, me two Connor. decades uh, are, are Connor McDavid and, and Sidney Crosby. Look at how both of them turned out. Even Austin Matthews, who was a, a surefire pick and has been a stud, obviously in the NHL, I don't think had the kind of surefire Number one overall, guaranteed. Everyone's looking to see who's going to win the lottery. Man, type that, hype. That's because an American. He's an American. You get the, the anti. You get the anti-American bias there in the hockey world. That they would never say that about it. And, and plus, like being from Phoenix, really, right? You're going to tell me you guys <laughs> coming from the desert and it's going to dominate the NHL? Geographical but, skepticism. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, Arizona State was smart. They're like, you know what? Let's build a hockey program out here. Things, things are pretty good. But again, back, back to the business of it all. Think of, think of the halo effect. It's not just the season tickets. We already saw one of the ESPN um, folks said, well, I guess I'll book my, uh, my plans, my travel plans to Chicago now because we're going to have to really cable up that building because they're going to have the maximum number of TV games for, for the Blackhawks. And if I'm a sponsor of the team, if I'm a prospective sponsor of the team, I have to pay more. I'm on national TV a maximum number of times. It's a more valuable proposition. Locally, a more valuable proposition. Merch, concessions, per cap. You, want, you last time used per cap. I was very proud of you when you came with the per cap. <laughs> Everything goes up. And it's one guy. One guy. And by the way, I didn't look at the exact number, but He's probably already brought in more than he'll make over the first three years of his contract. Oh, for sure. That, Absolutely. So, and, and, and yeah, another that, that's I'll, the business of hockey. I'll toss another one in there. Um, free agents who were maybe considering wanting to play in, in Chicago. It, it's a way more uh, lucrative and interesting destination now, uh, now that you have a chance to play on a line with or even on the same team as potentially the next Sidney Crosby or Connor McDavid. So it's going to help. You're right. Almost every aspect of the business coffers for the Blackhawks, uh, and it's going to help on. It's going to make the product obviously better because of him, but also I think because of other players that are willing and excited and want to play with him. I think it is going again. The Blackhawks are in a rebuild. It's going to make this whole rebuild so much faster to have to have have this. And and I, I do want to touch on Victor Wembanyama um, because it's it's rare to have this kind of generational talent in the draft, and we have it in both the NHL and the NBA. This year, so again, I think we're going to have maybe a very similar conversation uh, after next Monday, Scott. When when NBA teams go through this same uh, roll of the dice, if you if you will, to see who's going to get the, uh, the 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 rebuild accelerated as well. But I will tell you, the the Wembenyama, it, it really is a perfect illustration of the changing media landscape and how people consume and how things can build and how things can get promoted. Obviously, I knew who he was. Obviously, I heard he was good. I don't see him play every day. It's not like he played in college. Okay, that's fine. But you were sitting next to me when that clip came out, that viral clip of him taking a three-point shot, following his own shot, and dunking it. Hammer dunk, yeah. I I think I turned to him like, that's ridiculous that he could do that. And I, you know, you just, again, I look at his frame though. What is he up to now? Seven foot five? Yeah. Whatever, you know, I just, I'm like, ooh, just, just don't get any taller. You know, you're done. I just worry about, you know, the Bill Walton thing, the foot injuries, uh, just foot problems, knee, ankle. I'm like, ooh, you're just so darn tall and he's thin. But just watching him, who's going to block the shot? He can go inside, he can go outside. What a player. But really, it really hit home for me with a viral video clip. It was just that one play. And then all of a sudden, everybody seemed to be talking about this guy. And you're right. It's going to be the same thing. Whoever winds up getting the number one pick in the NBA draft had better call in all hands on deck because those phones are going to be ringing. It's interesting to have this conversation the week after we had Dan Porter on the show because uh, overtime plays such a role in that, right? Zion Williamson, I think, was the first uh, NBA prospect that we heard about three years before the NBA. And there was just a mythology around the viral clips of him in high school gyms around the country, throwing down dunks that you only see NBA players do. Even before Zion got to Duke, 
He had millions of followers on social media. Overtime played a very principal role in making him this thing. And and Victor, again, never played in college, hasn't really done much on American soil at all, but every basketball fan, avid basketball fan, is very aware of who he is and the mythology around him because of the of, of the of those viral clips that you're talking about. So I do think that over time and House of Highlights and a few other companies, ESPN to a degree, has really fed this idea of knowing who these people are and mythologizing them long before the draft lottery that determines what team is going to be able to draft them. And then you hope you don't get a Duke Carolina game where that mythic figure, his foot goes right through the Nike shoe, right? That, that, see, that you don't want if you're Nike. But everybody was talking about it. Like, wow, look at Zion, man. He's even destroying his All shoes time. on the court. Unbelievable. Yeah. All right, but we can go back more traditionally, although this tradition is starting to change, and that's the NFL. The NFL has made, I mean, go read, go read uh, Anthony Krupe's piece on sort of the, what we know already on the NFL schedule, and he talks about this drip, drip, drip. They have made a week-long, month-long, whatever it may be, a festival of little nuggets of information that are leaking out. But the big thing we now know is that the New York Jets and Aaron Rodgers will face the Miami Dolphins in the first ever Black Friday game. And no, I'm not going to say on CBS. No, I'm not going to say on NBC. No, I'm not going to say on Fox. It ain't going to be ESPN. What TV channel? It's on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, what, what else could it be? Is there, it's not the WB. It's not the CW. No, no offense. It ain't those things. It's on Amazon. And by the way, in front of the paywall. And what Amazon can do in the NFL, we know, traded some reach for, for some dollars here to, to experiment with, with the future of broadcasting or narrowcasting is probably more like it. But not surprised this, this big event is going to be streamed in front of the paywall so that everybody can taste it, see it, touch it, feel it. And especially interesting because Black Friday, I would assume, is the biggest shopping day of the year on Amazon. If it's not, it must be it must be up there. This is the retail shopping day holiday of the year in America. Amazon has tried very hard and very successfully to make it more of a day that you sit at home and press buttons and buy things than than you go to the local mall or go to the local strip mall and buy things uh, in, in the way in which the getting NFL rights really vibes with what Amazon is trying to do from an e-commerce standpoint, having a Black Friday game uh, really, really hits the sweet spot there. Uh, and we can talk about international, Scott, the Jacksonville Jaguars playing two games in London for the first the time London next Jaguars? year. I'm sorry, what? And, <laughs> what about the London Jaguars? Yeah, exactly. Uh, the, and a through line here between these two things, right? These are, are both examples of the NFL hoovering up another time slot, right? The, the, the Friday after Thanksgiving is a college football rivalry Day It was the World Cup as well this last time go around, but that's a college football day. And now the NFL is is planting its flag on it. And all of the games in London happen on an early morning, 9 a.m., 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. Again, that's a window that 10 years ago the NFL was not in. And the more games they put in London or the more games they put in, in Germany or in various parts of Europe moving forward is just another time slot that they are going to dominate on Sunday or somewhere else. So we're seeing this creep happening. Uh, the NFL is playing playoff games on Saturdays, right? The, the, the NFL is gradually hoovering up more and more of the calendar and putting its flag. Christmas is another one that we can talk about historically in NBA day, but uh, the, the NFL is, is gradually building out the schedule of where its games play. 
great viral content would have been the moment Adam Silver was told that the NFL is going to play a bunch of games on Christmas. That <laughs> yeah. would have been some. That's the that's the reaction I would have liked. That'd have been that's a meme <laughs> forever, right? I would have, would have loved to have seen that. And but every little piece of sports business. And let me see if you even considered this. You could almost guess. All right, you know, because every team has to rotate, has to play in you know at least one game in Europe. You know. Who is if you were a team, what could possibly make you motivated to get that game? now or next year rather than wait a few years what would possibly motivate you to do that but i know i'm putting you on the spot and you've been out all day hmm. i can answer the question i yeah, can answer the question though i got some thoughts what would you ahead. do if you had a new stadium coming online you want as many Wouldn't games you want to get that ga- get that out of the way now 100%. because you lose a home game if i've got so you can go and look at the schedule teams that have new stadiums coming online the next few years they're playing now. <laughs> they want to get that out of the way. Think about like that level the, of detail. The Titans. What yeah, goes, yeah. The, yeah that's, that's what goes into this. If you ever kind of get lost and say, no, it's about the game. It's always about the game. This is the business of sports down to that granular level. When do we go play? Well, we might as well do it now. We have to anyway. We might as well do it now because when that new stadium comes online, uh, each game is way more valuable to us. So we don't want to do it down the line. I want, to, I want to read something that Krupe wrote uh, about the Amazon game. So I'm on my phone here, so I'm going to have to like move it with my finger as I go. In keeping with the customized marketing approach, Thursday night football sponsors will be able to push ads designed for specific demographics within a single 30-second commercial slot. In other words, and he always likes other words, an automaker looking to get younger viewers fired up about a sporty, less expensive starter vehicle will have the wherewithal to target the 18- to 34-year-old crowd with a relevant commercial while simultaneously serving up, say, an SUV spot to outdoorsy types. This is what I've been saying forever. I ask all many of our guests who are involved in this, even though there's a diminution in eyeballs because of the data, because of knowing who the customers are, is each eyeball more valuable because of the ability to target specific ads? That's where we are headed and we're seeing it right now. And, and one more thing we should say on the schedule release. We're recording this on Wednesday uh, Thursday night is when the actual full team by team schedule comes out, and that has become the content Olympics for NFL teams. Oh, the the, the, the not, NFL has become the decathlon. It's like ten different events. You just keep going. My it, Lord, exactly. it never ends. The, the ability of this league to create holidays to a degree or, or content opportunities out of out of things that twenty or fifteen years ago were were nothing events. Right, the NFL draft, the combine. There, there's so many things on this list. The schedule release is, is the new thing. A, a good friend of mine, shout out to Asher Grodman, uh, working with the Jaguars on their schedule release video. It, it's a very fun office style fake documentary. It has really good production quality. People are going to see it on Thursday night and they're, I think they're going to love it. And that's just one of 32 teams. Everybody has been planning in the NFL, been planning this release, how to be creative, how the to The Rams pop, are making their it. draft house content. 100%. 100%. The there's Ryan just, Reynoldsization of sport. I, yeah, I think that's a, that's a good characterization. Um, and, and again, I think there are teams that are going to be evaluated, right? There's going to be rankings online probably of the best schedule release videos. Uh, even the, and this is getting inside football, Scott, but there was a moment where it looked like the release might not happen Thursday. 
and the drama around will it be or will it not be schedule release day on Thursday. So we're we're we're, we're having news broken about the news that's going to break. There's just so much around the NFL. It's been so successful at creating these things kind of out of thin air. And and, and to talk about the draft for a second. I know you went when it was in New York. You went to the NFL draft. You covered it a lot. I also did the same. It felt like it was a Overweight crazy event men back in then. Pants. 100%. Now, the, the, those would look quaint now, right? The, the amount of people that showed up in Kansas City this year for the draft, the NFL will probably never do it indoors again, right? The Radio City Music Hall is suddenly too small to hold the draft. That's how big it has gotten. No, no. You, no, you do know it was an accident. It was just Radio City was available. They, they, the NFL did not proactively say we were going to take a tour of the NFL draft. It was like something happened where Radio City wasn't available. They were left no choice. They said, all right, I guess we'll try it somewhere else. And look at look at the success. That, it's that's like, amazing. I don't believe there was a genius hanging around Park Avenue that said, "You know what we should do? Have this as a traveling circus." That that's not how it went down. And even so, if it wasn't even the the plan, it, it is now the plan for sure, right? The, oh, it, it the, the amount of the attention they have gotten in in Chicago and 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 Nashville and Kansas City. Again, it will never be in a Radio City size venue again. Um, and I'm curious what the next one is. The NFL will find something else in addition to Black Friday games and schedule releases and 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 combines. There will be just another thing and another thing after that that the NFL kind of co-ops as its own to draw a lot of attention to the league, its teams, its players, etc. See, while I roll my eyes at things in the Twitter Twitter sphere of, oh my God, we might not have the schedule release on Thursday. I, I'm like, uh, who cares? I don't, I don't care. <laughs> when it comes out, it comes out. This, it means nothing to me, right? But I'm always slapped in the face with sports fan reality and then sports business reality when I either enter or leave the building. I don't know how friendly you are. And if you talk to our security guards in the lobby, I do. but I yeah. always ha- I have my sport. I, I figured you would, but I can't come in in the morning without, without getting a top two or three items on their minds. Shout out and, to Percy, by the way. Shout out to Percy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, number one, the Rangers. Uh, the Rangers stink. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Rangers stink. They were that. That I got that for the last week. That's every day now. I'm getting a little bit of New York Rangers. Uh, haven't talked Bedard yet, but I do get. It was. Oh, you see, the, the schedule might not come out, and then it was Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, and they're going to be on TV. And it is a great reminder. I love it. I look forward to every day wondering. What are they going to hit me with? What are they paying attention to? Because if they're paying attention to it, that means you know everybody walking in the street and everybody sitting at the bar and everybody going home at night, this is what's top of mind. And I think to myself, how can we write about that in a very smart way? That's my challenge every single day. And I love talking to them. And to show how, how silly the NFL release is, we know, everybody knows what teams every NFL team is playing. The schedule is very structured in that way. You're playing your division every team twice. You're playing another division in the other conference, all four of those teams. You're playing the teams that finished as close to you in both your conference and the other conference. You know all 17 opponents for every team uh, months before the schedule release happens this week. Really, all you're learning is what specific days, where on the calendar they fit. And some of these days could get flexed. The, the times are going to change. Who knows? The days could change. There's just so, it, 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 when you think about it from a step back, it is so silly that this becomes the thing when you already know the opponents. We already know, as you said, the, the Black Friday game. We already know the international games. That 90% of the information is already released. And yet NFL fans are going to be flocking to their team social media, their team website. They're going to be buying tickets or, or booking flights and travel plans all that stuff is going to happen just on the back of, of, of this created moment from the NFL. 
and I knew this was coming, but it's still sort of sad now that it's sort of like right here in the reality that we are no longer sort of the NFC on Fox or CBS and mm -hmm. the AFC on NBC. Like in my head, I, I, in my youth growing up, when I heard Pat Summerall remind me that stay tuned because 60 Minutes was coming up, that to me was the official end of the weekend. And I was like, oh, if I hadn't done my homework, I better get on it because that was it. Like the, I heard Pat Summerall say CBS and it's a terrible knee-jerk reaction. Like my visceral reaction to hearing Summerall's voice right now is, oh, the weekend's over and it's time for school, which I think is kind of cool. I mean, and now that's sort of all blurred and any, any conference can be on any network, but still, it's still a happy memory. All right. Uh, let's talk about TV. Ended up with the Phoenix Suns. Not so fast on that move to free TV. Uh, they, they were very, very uh, loud, Matt Ishbia was, about sort of breaking away from the, uh, the cable deal that he had and he was going to go over the air. But a judge has said, pump the brakes. Paused for now, Scott, the, right after the Suns announced this deal with Gray Television, uh, free TV provider in Arizona, Bally's uh, Diamond Sports Holdings, its previous partner, uh, immediately came out and said, whoa, 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 we have right of first refusal on this deal, and it was not properly executed, uh, worked its way very quickly through early stages of court in the last two weeks, Scott, and as you said, judge said today, not that the deal is over, but that they need to go back to Bally's to give them the proper contractual right of first refusal before anything uh, anything continues. So it's very possible that the Suns are going to be on gray television next year, just like new owner Matt Ishbia wanted. And, and this was a, a, a start of a trend, right? Just in the last week, the, the Vegas Golden Knights announced something similar uh, in Las Vegas, which is a, a local TV deal and a digital option. The, the Knights were not on the, the bankrupt Bally's network. The Suns were. It does make me wonder if any of the other Bally partners, the, the, the two, three dozen of them around the country, if any of them were thinking about something similar and their contract has something similar. I do wonder if this kind of locks people in place for lack of a better word, I do, uh, that, that may well have been the, the, the end goal of, of Bally's here in, in, in the conversation anyway. Um, but yeah, I think this is uh, every, every, almost every NHL, MLB, and, 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 and NBA team that has an RSN partner that is not the top, top tier, uh, like what the, what the Rangers have, the Knicks have, et cetera. Uh, they're all looking at their options. And uh, I'm curious to see what this lawsuit what the contractual rights that, that Diamond had via Bally's, uh, what this does to, to alter other people's plans as well. All I know and what went through my brain is Gray's TV, which I have no idea what Gray's TV is, but okay, <laughs> that's you know possible home for them. I just see the producer of Suns Games or the prospective producer of Suns Games going, you know what we got to have now? You know, you fill in the blank. Let's see. Can you, where, what do you have to have now if you are producing Suns games? You have to have an, uh, the, a camera on what? Uh, Ishbia and uh, on the yes. sideline. Is that, yeah. yes. <laughs> you, you must have a camera on Matt Ishbia. You just, uh, it, it's like the Cuban cam or the Steve Ballmer cam. I love the story that the Wall Street Journal did about what it's like to sit next to Ballmer, like that, to always have that seat next to them. Like the sweat's hitting you and it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's not, yeah, you you know, not maybe the best seat in the house. <laughs> I, it's the same thing here with, with Ishbia. If he's not going to give the ball back when it goes out, you just don't know. You got confrontation coming to you, the game coming to you. So to whoever that person is, the prospective producer of Gray's Media in Phoenix. I want a Matt Ishbia cam. You agree? You watching that? 
Oh, I've done, for sure. Yeah, there's a few NBA owners, there's a few NHL owners that I think would fall in this category. Um, and I think again, the 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 interaction that that Ishbia and Nikola Jokic had uh, last week, and then the the follow up, the kind of joking they had before the game uh, on on Wednesday night when Nikola yep. kind of handed them the ball and smiled and walked away. Um, yeah, I think a, a lot of this is 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 some of the same thesis as Sportico, right? But the the blending of of sports fans and business fans into more curious sports fans about who owns these teams, what they paid for, what the actual business ramifications are. Yeah, I think that also is a halo effect that affects owners as well. He is Edmund Novi Williams on the Twitter, Novi underscore Williams. I am Scott Soshnick on Twitter at Soshnick. Our producer is Matt Whitehurst. Working late tonight. Thank you very much, Matt. Digital media editors, Cor Veltman. She loves it when I remind you that the show can be found at Sportacast, which is the hub of the Sportico Media Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.